When's the White Claw thing happening? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Axe and Iron Podcast. I am Chris Cash from Mount Phillip Metalworks, joined by my co-host, Roy the Psychopath Scott from Vintage Axe Works. And this is the Axe and Iron Podcast. It's a new year. We haven't spoken since, uh, well, we haven't done the podcast since December 11th, I think, was the last podcast. When we had all really? those uh, uh, 15 minutes of fury. I think it was something, something like that. Good it was grief. before Christmas, but yeah, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. I didn't realize, I genuinely did not, we always joke that there's five people to listen to this thing. I've gotten so many damn DMs about, what's going on with the podcast? What's yeah. going on? We just took a break. It was partly, uh, I wanted to just chill for the holidays and everything and into the new year. And here we are, it's 2021. I hope uh, me and Roy wish everybody a happy new year and Hope you guys have big plans and aspirations for the new year, as we all do. Yeah, for sure. So what's up? How's it going? Uh, it's going really well. Um, things have been kind of up and down here lately. Um, lots of just kind of weird ancillary stuff kind of going on. But uh, epoxy stuff. What the stuff, fuck does ancillary? Yeah. I don't think I've afterwards. ever heard that word. Of course not. I mean, why would because you? you're a distinguished author. You can I, yeah, use words right. like ancillary. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're fucking idiot. What are you doing? Making more axes to hang on walls? Yo, uh, the honeycomb axe was out of this world. Is that what you called it? I don't know. Um, so that's what it is. Um, but whenever knife guys use it on scales, they just yeah. call it C-Tech. Um, huh. I don't know why, but I just got online and, and Googled aluminum honeycomb and it comes in you know you can get the honeycombs bigger or smaller you can get the thickness of the aluminum taller or shorter or whatever um crazy cool based on you know what your project is and yeah it was really cool i mean it you know every one of these fucking epoxy pores i was talking to messer about it uh yesterday or today i can't remember um it's like every fucking pour that i do it's a huge shit show while it's going on right. and I cross my fingers and I check it the next day and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. And I got really fucking lucky on that one. I mean, think about all those little honeycombs and all those little air bubbles had to get pressurized out. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if it was going to work or not, but thankfully it did. And it turned out fucking beautiful. So thank you. Cool shit. You doing more? Uh, yeah, I'm doing something. I just posted a video or a quick reel last night. I was mixing up some stuff. Um, I got something in the works right now. I'm not going to share what you it can, is. You can like put people's names inside the ha- handles now. You I can know. like do all that kind of crazy shit. I know I can. Or like like antique stuff. Could we make we you can make like an accent. You could put anything in there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you made a mold. So you just like fill it with shit and then put the epoxy in there and like. That is correct. That's now, it. That's all you do. For anybody, <laughs> for anybody that wants to Fuck know, off. Fuck you make off. Make a mold. You fill it okay. with shit. And I didn't know epoxy. that Chris was gonna yeah. fucking like tell my little secrets here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you finish that shit to? Uh, so I hand sand. So I machine it up to 220, then I hand sand to 2000, uh, and then I buff it. Uh, with white compound and Odie's oil. Dude, you're a maniac. 
No, but listen, I know it's like, oh, I stand up to 2000. It goes really fucking fast. Like Does it? whenever whenever I first started last year, I was like meticulous about getting every single little scratch out. Right. Just I mean, I just from from 220 to 2000, I mean, the steps are 220, 320, 400, 600, 800, 1000, 12, 15, 2000. And is all there a that, fear of like burning that shit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's why you take it up to 2000. So it's, it's already, it's got a matte finish on it. But if you, if you put it on a buffer that's spinning too fast, like mine does, it'll, it'll burn the fuck out of it. Um, and it, it doesn't really burn it. It just melts it. So, cause it gets so fucking hot huh. and then, then you, it'll dish out real fucking easy. And also like right around, um, the swell, the, like the butt of the handle, whenever I chamfer the edges, yeah. if I, if I roll that on my buffer, it just chews it all up and it just takes that glass finish off just instantly. So it's dude. real. It's like it takes a dude. I just had a fucking killer idea. All right, here a we go. Black raven head. Uh huh. With raven feathers in the handle and then clear epoxy all around it. Yo, you better do that shit before somebody else does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. That'd be, be the new shit, putting all I, kinds of cool shit in handles. I did. So, yeah, the, the one that I worked on last night. Uh, got stuff uh, in it? It's got stuff. Yeah, I put beer bottle caps in it. Oh, is that why you had all those beer bottle caps laying on your workbench? Yeah, and I tried cool. to make it. I tried to make it like a beer color of epoxy. Oh, no fucking way. It turned out like lemonade or like Mountain Dew pee or something. I don't oh, really? Know. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it didn't work out real That's well. That's cool. So, so are you gonna <laughs> you're gonna be uh, focusing on? Is this like your new goal for like 2021? Is like focus on doing something other than wood? No. No. In, no. Okay. So. My goal for 2021 is just to grow the, the existing business and right. epoxy is a has become epoxy and laminates have has become a big part of my business. There's yeah. always there's always going to be business where people want a user axe and I get hit up pretty frequently on those. And, and yeah, it's just not as flashy to show on Instagram or whatever. But yeah. all, all that stuff is still going on behind the scenes. What's your uh, what do you want to do differently? What do you want to change? What do you mean? As far as your business goes, what do you want to try that you haven't tried yet? Uh, you're putting me on the spot because I don't I know. know. I don't know what I don't know. So, um, do you have any ideas I, in your head that you haven't? I mean, you had an idea two years ago to get a mill and start doing some so, crazy shit with axe handles. I mean, yeah, I want to try a couple of specific pours and whatever for right. epoxy. Uh huh. Um, but there's no like overarching. I want to do this differently, or I want to. There's just a lot of little nuances that I want to try and experiment with. And yeah. I, I, w- I was talking to JC last night um, while I was setting up the beer bottle stuff. He's talking about um, JC Master. JC's a, a leather worker, bushcrafty dude. He probably hates that I say that, but I don't care. He's been on the podcast before for the listeners. He keeps saying you. Messer and JC. Yeah. He's talking about JC Messer. Thank you for clarifying. I'm just. We've been friends, whatever. Um, so I was, I had him on speakerphone while I was uh, putting everything in the mold and whatever last night. And, and I said, you know why I enjoy this right here? And he was like, I don't fucking know why. why. And I was like, because all of us, you included, maybe, yeah. well, may, maybe not because you're a weirdo, yep. but like 
we would I would go into my grandpa's garage or his workshop in the basement or whatever, and my cousin and I we would just build stuff and just tinker around and just fuck shit up and like yeah. take take stuff apart to see how it works to try to put it back together and and that's kind of where I am right now with this epoxy so like I did the dicks in the handle that was yeah. just fun or whatever I did the the C tech now I'm doing bottle caps and and I was like I was so hesitant to try to do it last night because you know there's cost associated there's time associated but I was like who fucking if it doesn't work it doesn't fucking work who cares I'll yeah. do something else so as far as the tinkering and shit goes, like you talk about going in your grandpa's garage, I think that's what I'm doing now because I didn't do that when I was right. a kid. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now I get all this old equipment, I take it all apart and completely restore it and redo it. So so talk to me about that just fucking a vice. Talk to me about that vice stand that you did, dude. Yo, that was Come cool. Come on. That, that was, was cool. fucking, that was beyond I, That cool. was not my, well, it wasn't my original idea. I had another plan for it, my buddy Kevin who's a machinist friend of mine, he needed some parts from that drill press. So that drill press had been dropped and a bunch of the mechanical parts on top were broken. And a lot of the stuff was cast iron. It was mm-hmm. just, they're, they're pretty common as far as drill presses go. So it wasn't a thing to like fix up. This is only one of a kind, yada, yada, yada. I've ha- mm-hmm. I've owned like literally 30 or 40 of them since I've started doing this. So it's not like a big deal. But anyway, my buddy Kevin's like, well, Man, hold up for to... hold up for a second. So all what? for all the people that don't follow Chris, which is probably the majority of the yes. listeners out there, explain took, to them what you did. I took a 1902, 1904, early 1900s drill press and cut it in half and used it as a leg vice stand for like a blacksmith's vice. And uh, the base weighed about 320 pounds. And the vice weighed about 120, and then I put about, uh, I don't know, 140 pounds more material on it. So so, it, it so was, you you put that little um, thing on the back of it, like a, it, yeah, it it's essentially a tool, looks like a tool caddy, right? It's, yeah, it's a tool tray. Yeah, it holds yeah. hammers, and you can put punches and stuff in there, because when you're at the vice, you, you don't want to, like, if you got yeah, a chisel your in your hand. Yeah, that's yeah. your workstation, so you can just set your chisels up there, you can set your hammers up there. But yeah, my buddy Kevin's like, you ought to cut that thing in half, and because I was just gonna put it in the yard as yard art, because I've I have old pieces of equipment laying around here, like old metalworking tools. I got a big, I got a giant drill press out for my mailbox stand. So he was like, cut it in half, make it a vice stand. I was like, dude, that is a killer idea. So one day I was just out there and I just started going and I finished it all in one day, cut it in half. I had this big giant beefy vice that I wasn't gonna get rid of. It was the same vice that I forged the handle on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just loved it in the combo, and it turned out freaking killer. And let me tell you something. Go this ahead, go. community, our community, <laughs> our people, oh, our God. community of people. Hey, speak on, lightly here. On, there you no, 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 no. On Instagram, uh, <laughs> and the people that follow us are the most kind, awesome, inspiring audience ever. All right, those so the, slugs, the proof, the proof those, is there. Let me finish. You don't those, have any followers because those, I have fucking haters everywhere. Well, I don't because I got a <laughs> big block thumb. But anyway, those fucking slugs over on Facebook, those fucking <laughs> slug troll fucking clowns over there. Matt, Matt posted it on Facebook and everybody's like, oh, good luck with a cast iron drill stand working on your vice. You're going to break the cast iron and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, who the hell God. who the hell just walks up to a vice and bashes it with a hammer anyway? My God. Granted, 
those vices are made to take a beating. Mm -hmm. The drill presses are made to take a beating. And let me tell you something. Most 95% of your power hammer frames are all made out of the same cast iron that that drill press base was made out of. So, yeah, that community, bunch of slugs, bunch of clowns, bunch of trolls. Go take a salt bath, you fucking slug. But um, no, everybody on uh, Instagram, I appreciate every single person. That was a that was a cool project. I love it. I'm probably not going to sell it. I had a bunch of people inquiring that we should sell or I should I should sell it to them. And I was like, how do you price something that's this awesome? Mm-hmm. And uh, but maybe I'll make another one down the line if I come across another crappy drill press and I'll cut it in half. Now I got everybody and their brother wanting to go out and cut drill presses in half. And yeah, I you started a fucking trend. You yeah, started a goddamn so, trend. Um, only do that if they're irreparable. If you cannot fix them, by all uh-huh. means, cut them in half. But if they're fixable, fix them. Use them as a drill press. There's other vice stands out there. It was just a cool idea that we had from an old piece of equipment laying around. But um, So I, I got a similar story. Um, well, I, what I else is kick-ass about that thing is right. when it goes out into the new shop, it is – my idea behind it was not only is it massively heavy, but you can also bolt it to concrete. So the whole thing will be bolted down, and that son of a bitch is not going anywhere. You know, so. it kind of seems like you're p- competing with Ben Snoor on that whole thing because, uh, you know, he he, he I will put never, out <laughs> I will never, ever be able to compete with him. For one, Dude, his swagger fuck- is just off the charts. Off the charts. I mean, how a person can stay so clean and be a blacksmith and a ranch worker is beyond me. He must change before he puts on video. It's like a whole fucking production. He probably does. He probably does. <laughs> I, I, I got to go press my shirts, get some starch yeah. on here. <laughs> his skincare routine, I've stayed with Ben. His skincare routine is absolutely insane. Like butter it, baths? Oh, the amount of moisturizer and stuff he used on his hands to keep them so. I mean, he that man has the most buttery, smooth-looking hands ever. And they're so clean I don't all the wanna, time. I don't want to. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to think about Ben Snoor's slippery soft hands. No, he liked it. He he liked it. He wants to cut a drill press in half now. He Dude, that's me. not to take any fucking fire away from you, but that 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 stand that Ben Snoor made oh, was fucking awesome. Yeah. The big rivets that he did on yep. there. Oh that was my a work god. Hard. I didn't have to do any of that shit. It literally took me about a quarter of the time to build the one that I did. Yeah. But. No, it was so, fun. Cool project. So my drill press story, uh, I don't show this in my shop very often. Um, uh, I've got a, uh, a Rockwell. It's a 13-inch drill press. It's like, I don't know, one of those ones that are like five feet tall or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I got one several years ago, and the, the fucking on and off switch, uh, the power switch was just all jacked up. And then I saw another one like a year later that had the Art Deco switch on it and there were some yeah. problems with it and he was selling it dirt cheap so i bought that drill press right took the switch off of it put it on mine yeah and then i and i took the entire head off of the junk one and i mounted my baldor buffer to the table so i can adjust it up and down and i put yeah. a railroad freaking t- uh, r- piece of railroad uh track f- track yeah uh, <laughs> on top of it yeah and that's my grinding station awesome there you go. So, like totally fucking works. Yeah. I think yeah. I've had a lot of ideas about repurposing stuff. It's just uh, getting off my ass and actually doing them. And that was one of the ones where I like just did it mm-hmm. instantly. As soon as he said you should do that, I was like that evening he came over. He actually needed 
uh, parts off of a drill, off of that drill press for a drill press that I sold him that matched almost identically. So, um, yeah, the next day I went out there, I was like, I'm not doing anything but doing this because I, yeah. I always say I'm going to do something. And I was just like, screw it. But, yeah, that was fun. And um, I got a bunch of other things that uh, I've been working on that I haven't posted anything. I didn't post anything for like two weeks because I've just been I was like just chilling. Holidays, yeah. New Year, Christmas, took it easy. Didn't really work out in the shop that much, but um, I got a rocking. Nice power- to take a break. It is, it is. Uh, but I got a beautiful power hammer that'll be uh, coming up for sale that I'm restoring right now. The thing was an absolute basket case of a hammer. Um, and so you posted yeah. some stuff today. Are those part or yesterday? Are those parts that you forged? For replacing those parts yeah so the, yes so this particular hammer is a champion 60 pound falling weight hammer uh it's considered a number one in the champion catalog uh excellent 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 hammers they're absolutely beautiful and i will hopefully have it done by the end of this week i don't know when this podcast is coming out but by the time you hear this it'll probably be up for sale <laughs> I have a medical condition. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Idiot. yeah, it's a beautiful hammer and, um, it's turning out quite amazing. So what so, about, um, what about your hammer, the hundred pound that you keep? So the hundred pound, I haven't done a damn thing with Shocker. and the 50 pound is needs new clutch lining. So we are down to one hammer. So as soon as this, New so hammer. hang on, hang the hang the fuck what? on. The last conversation we had about this, you were like, "Yeah, the fifty pounds on its last leg, and maybe we should do that." Now yep. you you fucking drug your feet, typical. turned it off, turned it off. I pulled <laughs> the fuse out of it. We're no longer using it. We're down to one hammer. You big so, dummy. <laughs> yep. So as soon as I get done with this latest project, I am going to focus on uh, my two hammers and getting them one hundred percent done. So the next time. We record a podcast, I'll be able to say they're both good to go. Another reason that I drug my feet on that is um, uh, Greg from Little Giant, greatest dude ever to work with. He, uh, I was not getting anything shipped between mm-hmm. the holidays and the new year. And now, supposedly, they're still having problems with the Postal Service. So I didn't want to risk having any parts get lost in that cluster that's going on right now with the shipping and everything. So that was another reason I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait because wait for everything to catch back up because I do not want these parts that I'm relying on to Mm -hmm. get lost. So Um, um, speaking of hammers that Bradley that we that I being Mike redid mm -hmm. uh, should be in California by now. Really? Yeah, that all got crated up and uh, shipped off to California last week. And I think today, as of today, what is what is the date today? January 13th, it should be there. So that's exciting. That Fuck guy's yeah. going to have himself a beautiful, beautiful piece. So yeah, really things, cool. things are rocking and rolling. I got a bunch of big, giant deals in the works right now for big, giant tools that are amazing, that are going to like... Oh, shit. Make our shop great, and there's going to be some tools for people to get their hands on and make their shop great. So, yeah, I got a bunch of cool, cool tool deals in the work in the works right now. So, Loki, you and I have talked a couple weeks ago, and you hit this freaking highway honey Mother hole. load. Um, the mother load. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't even I want can, to disclose no, I can any talk, info. I can talk all about it. It doesn't matter. 
Um, okay. Yeah. So are some of the are some of the uh, machines coming out of that place? Uh, no, not right now. No. no so, nope. That thing got uh, that particular spot got put on hold. Uh, mm-hmm. The gentleman is very sentimental about everything that he owns. He's 75 years old, and it's going to take him some time to come to grips with uh, letting go of his collection, more or less. So, and this this is the same shop where you said you stopped, you talked to some dude, and you bought something real quick, and and you were going to go back and talk to the owner, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I did go buy the the thing from him and uh, talk to him a little bit with the anticipation that I'd be able to come back in the next week or two. And he told me to come back in April. So Mm. I'll be back in April. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a full-time dairy farmer. He's got, uh, 200 plus acres of stuff. Jeez Louise. Really, really good stuff. And, um, yeah, so, uh, I'll be back in April and which is great because, you know, moving stuff in the snow sucks Mm -hmm. when it's freezing cold out. It sucks. So yeah, uh, farm work is hard during the winter and he just wanted to like, you know, wrap his head around. He told me it was going to be the, the whole Johnny cash thing. One little piece at a time is yeah. what he was going to let go. So, you know, what am I going to do? I'm not going to push the guy. It's his stuff. Well, so. and you know, for like for small guys, yeah. um, it, it's easier to do that instead of him saying, yeah, I'll, you, you buy everything for $20,000. Yeah. Um, $20,000 would be kind of hard to come up with, but like Which one, it's, and and uh, to put a dollar figure on this guy's place, there's absolutely no way you could do it because every single time that I, I've been to his place twice now, no, three times now, every single time I go there, he shows us a new building with more stuff in it. Oh, God. So, yeah, when I say it's uh, over two million bucks worth of stuff, it's over two million bucks worth of stuff. Holy shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but no, that's a contact. He knows what I do. He knows I fix tools up to get to other people and put in their shops and everything. And he's, he's, that's what he wants. He wants somebody Mm -hmm. that's going to use this stuff. And he knows exactly what I I was, he was referred to me and I was referred to him and we're going to make it work. And it sounds like it's going to be awesome. Good relationship. I'm surprised you didn't try to lowball him at a million five. I mean, what's no. wrong with you? <laughs> no, no, no. This is it. Literally is gonna. I, I, it's gonna be one piece at a time. Which that's is cool, cool though. Because, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's the place that I can go at any time. He's only an hour and a half from me, and uh, you know, easy drive out in the country. And mm-hmm. He knows he's he's needs to do something with all this stuff. His his family has no. Uh, they don't care about it. You know, he's got a son, yeah. but his son's a farmer. He doesn't care about all these old pieces of equipment and cool pieces of history. And so he literally, this, so why, why did he have all this equipment? And why is it just sitting? He said he has, a, he said he has a sickness. He said, <laughs> if it had, uh, if it had something to mechanical on it or it moved or, you know, if it was tool related, he had to have it. If it was weird, he had to have it. So it wasn't so, even necessarily using the stuff. He just collected that, he, machines or whatever, just, I couldn't find the, I couldn't find one. We went to his shop. I'm doing air quotes right now, and right. there was not a usable space <laughs> in that shop. Everything was just filled to the gills with tools. So um, by and large, like what kind of machines are we talking about? Oh, I mean, he's got a, a twenty-five thousand pound or twenty-five hundred pound power hammer there. Okay, I mean, he's got power hammers. He's got. 
Lathes, mills. Lathes, mills, working tools, antique hand tools. He's got an entire room dedicated to hand tools, just forged hand tools, cast iron hand tools. I mean, walls and walls and walls of stuff. The floor is covered. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's like one of those places you dream about. Very kind guy. And, uh, yeah, it's, we're going to keep the relationship going and hopefully it works out, but it's super cool. I get excited about that kind of stuff. When me and Matt first went there, you know, it's like one of those things where the hair in the back of your neck stands up. Yeah. You just like see all that stuff in one place is freaking breathtaking. I get it. I get yeah. amped up about it. It like inspires me to like get this stuff. And like, you know, I kept, I kept making the reference to him. Like, can I like save some of this stuff from dying? That's like melting into the earth, you know? It's right, like right, right. Very, very nice tools that could be fixed up and put in people's shops. And he's like, not right now, not right now. I'm like, okay. You know, he'll get, he'll come around. He's, he's got a, you know, it's an emotional thing. He's been doing it for 50 years, literally. Mm-hmm. He said he started when he was like 21 or something. So, Jeez, and Louise. he's still buying to this day. When I went back, isn't to that the, crazy? Yeah. When I went back <clears> the third time, I was like, this wasn't here last time. Like, oh, yeah, I just picked that up. I was like, okay. So Is he, just, is he like an auction kind of guy? Yep, yep. He's yeah. an auction guy, yep. And in Pennsylvania, up here in Northeast, I mean, yeah. you, you all the old stuff is up here. So and this is where the country started. So there's all kinds of crazy cool stuff up here. But, yeah, that's a good um, relationship to have, honestly. But other than that, I have other deals in the works, too, for some really cool tools that hopefully come down the line. Um but yeah, that's it. We're holding so, off on the shop until spring, so I got. Okay, like I was going to ask winter. you about that. Yeah, yeah no, we're the ground's freezing every other day, and it's getting sub twenty-five degrees here overnight. So it's just not worth doing any excavating or moving material or anything like that. Is what we need to do before concrete. Plus, if you get concrete poured here where we live now, it's way more expensive than when it's warm out. Because they had to, they have to do the antifreeze or calcium or whatever the hell they put in the concrete to keep it from freezing, mm-hmm. or not to keep it from freezing, but to keep it from, uh, you know, so it'll cure properly. Because mm-hmm. when it's so damn cold, it's pain in the ass to pour and all that. So, but yeah, we're just, I just told Matt and was like, we're just hold off on this thing until spring when it gets warm and the weather's, you know, we don't know if we're gonna have a snowstorm next week, next month, not at all. Who knows? Dude, it's been so. fucking cold as shit here. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's actually pretty nice out today, it's like 40 degrees here, but. Like the mornings still, are just, I mean, shoot. they've been really cold. Yeah, they're cold. And I, it's, man, you know, just getting started in the morning, like, I, I hate working in the fucking summertime because it's so yeah. goddamn hot and humid. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just wish it could be winter, but now it's like, oh, I gotta go out to the fucking so freezing ass shop. So I say, we, bit, we bitch when it's hot, we I bitch know. when it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> gotta cut up some kindling, start a fire, get Joey all warm. Fuck! You know who's got it made? His old uh, Neil Kamamura over there in Hawaii, oh, where it, it's like 75, 80 degrees for 12 months out of the year. You know? Yeah, if you're listening, Neil. Uh, Dude, we when, won't... I, when I lived over there, that's one thing I remember is the weather. It was Damn. always beautiful. There was like every day you woke up, it was like freaking beautiful outside. Fucking postcard. Uh, yep, that's it. We're going to go back there, actually. My wife wants to go there. We're going to go back to Hawaii. Oh, yeah? What island? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm going to let her make that decision. We were stationed in Honolulu, mm-hmm. and uh, from what I hear about that, it's changed significantly. Obviously, that was, like, back in the 90s, and, you know, stuff has mm-hmm. changed significantly since then. But, Dude, 
but I know who knows I with, Oh, go ahead. Um, I, I know I always tell you that I don't watch fucking YouTube videos, but I've been sucked in this goddamn rabbit hole watching tattoo videos and like history of tattoos. And I'm watching oh, the fucking yeah. Sailor Jerry stuff. And he, he operated out of Honolulu for years and years and years. It's called Hotel Street. And dude, it was just like real fucking shady, especially after the after the second war. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it was fucking awful. And they in some of these videos that I'm showing, uh, you know, like footage of him of all these guys doing tattoos, and then then they're just like covered in blood and covered in fucking ink, and it's just there's a line of dudes and they're not just fucking waiting. cleaning, they're not yeah. cleaning anything, just Isn't get the crazy? fuck in, get the fuck out. Yeah, that but, style of tattoos really came back to life too. I mean, you got a oh couple my things. god, you got yeah. a couple pieces on you that are considered traditional, like that old sailor style, you know. All the traditional tattoos. I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's the best. Is that, anyway, when's the white claw thing happening? Um, I'm. I started talking. Yo, to them. I, I hope really you're getting a brand get deal. I hope you're getting a brand I, I deal. I am. I've, 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 <laughs> talked, I've talked to him. We're in discussions, and I am gonna get some sort of kickback whenever I get it tattooed on my neck. Um, right on. They're they're, they're very excited about 20% it. Twenty percent off. <laughs> yeah, I just like. <laughs> To throw a shout out to our buddy Dos Pistolas, uh, there you go. for carrying kind the of, torch, for carrying you know, just kind of facilitating this deal yeah. between me and White Claw. <laughs> oh, speaking of speaking of buddies, uh, Brandon sent me some flying foxes. Dude, oh, yeah, I saw that. We are having so much damn fun with those things. Brandon from Whiskey River Trader Trading Company, sorry, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, go to his website, you guys, for the listeners. They're like forty nine bucks, and they are a blast. Mm-hmm. They're, I guess they're throwing axes, right? But yeah. So listen, uh, here's the, the whole deal. Game? Is that why they're called flying foxes? So I've got one right here. I'm working on one yeah. for a customer. Um, the reason that it's yeah, so flying fox, of course, it's it and it comes on like a sixteen or seventeen inch handle. It's made for throwing. Yeah. But their claim to fame, and this is this is going to speak to all the fucking nerds out there. Actually, Go ahead. Uh, the back of the axe is called the pole and council tools hardened the pole. Okay. So that you can drive stakes in the ground for setting trap lines or setting fucking tents up or whatever. Now in my entire existence, I have never taken a fucking axe and used the pole to fucking drive in stakes into the fucking ground. I tell you what, a rock or my fucking foot. I tell you what, it must have been a thing back in the day because how many axes have you got where the pole is just like beat? To, well, maybe, well, no, you probably don't buy those, but how many have you seen that where the pole is just beat to hell? Oh, uh, almost all of them are, and it, and it's not because they're pounding. Well, they're mainly the reason that they're bashed in is because uh, back in the day they hit uh, anything with it. Well, they would use them as wedges, so yeah. they would have two axes. Put oh one yeah, in yeah, yeah, I got and you. Pound the poles Smack together. Me. Uh, <laughs> Yo, talk about council tools a little bit. You gave me a little history on them. When I saw the axe, I thought it was cast, but the heat treat line and the temper line told me different. Uh, they're not cast. What are they? They're drop forged. Um, they're they're good quality pieces. They're made in North Carolina. They're, that um, is the that is the number one thing that stands out to me. They're drop forged and they're made in North Carolina. So they're mm-hmm. drop forged and they're still made in the U.S. There's not a whole lot of companies 
in the U.S. still drop forging tools? There isn't. Uh, no, and as far as axe manufacturers in the United States, they're the only ones that are doing it on any sort of production scale. I yeah, mean, there so are, talk there, about councils you told me was the longest. Go ahead. Give, give the axe nerds their spiel. What is it? Oh, I'm, I'm not one to... Well, you gave me a little bit. You said council was like well, one they, of the they, longest lasting yeah, they, American companies or something. Yeah, they're in. They've been around since the late 1800s. Um, and they're they still have, in business. They're still in business, but keep in mind that most of their business wasn't axes. Yeah. So they were a tool company. So you yeah. think about, you know, I've any sort of hammers. garden. Okay, any yeah. any sort of hand tool, garden implement, any of that yep. stuff made by council tools, sledgehammers all fucking yep. day long, Pulaski's all fucking day long. What would you say that uh, is that stamp of theirs? Is that a C? Is that what it that is? is? Okay, it's a because C and a T that it looks like a pin yes. going down through it. Yeah, and that that stamping has been done for a very long time, correct? And it, it's yeah, and it's super deep and it's super iconic whenever you yeah, see it. Like you don't need, you can just see it. It's all rusty and it looks like a big freaking square blob. Oh, it's a council tool. I've had uh, sledgehammers and blacksmithing tools that have had that stamp in it, and we always associated it with a uh, not necessarily a maker's mark, but a production line mark. Like, bam, this mm-hmm. one goes to the next. You know, this one's done. Bam, mm-hmm. you know, because it really, like you said. It'll just look like a big blotchy square when they rust mm-hmm. out, and and a lot of times that CT will go away. Right, it'll just be like a big gnarly stamp in it. And, and it's it's the deepest stamp I've ever seen of any axe manufacturer. Yeah, I mean, I mean they are super fucking deep. And um, the well, tool- if they're drop forged, they're made into the tooling, so it's probably stamping wow. the it's stamping the axe as well as the maker's mark in one shot, which is why it's so damn deep. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, um, and they do this thing now um, where the, on the back side it's, it's USA and it has the year in it and it has dots above it. And Brand, I was talking to Brandon yesterday or the day before from Whiskey River, and he was telling me what those dots mean, and it's for each quarter. So if you have four, I might get this backwards, but if you have yeah. four dots, it might be made in the fourth quarter, or ah. it was made it was made in the first quarter and whatever. I'm you know, Dude, just we have not since the day I opened the box, we have not stopped throwing them. Every night when we're done work, we go out and me and Matt will try trick shots. We're super fun. So listen, I love fucking axes, and you know, throwing axes is fine and fun or whatever. Dude, but throwing this, axes is the best, most rewarding, cheapest, fun thrill thing you can ever do. Like, and throwing an axe from way far away is the most amazing thing ever. And actually getting it to stick in the log is so much fun. Well, listen, I'm John Bradley is going to get, <laughs> he's going to throw this up. This fucking it. burns your heart. Every time I say throw an axe, it's like what? jamming a stake in the vampire. It's like, go out and throw axes. People Roy's like, no, they should be hung on the wall. No, 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 it's not that. It's not, and especially like production runs today. Go ahead, throw them. I don't give a shit. For me, it's like, and, and you are a fucking perfect example. You, you, Matt threw two of them at one time, and you're like, I'll, I'll one of them. Oh, I'll dude, three we've of them been at going, we've been going back. I did four. We've been you going did? back okay. and forth every day. He's been trying to outdo me. You're solidifying my point. Even a hack job like you can That's get it. good at it 
That's it. In in that's no why time. That's why it's so fun and rewarding. You can you can it, be dumb and stupid so, like me and go throw an axe <laughs> into a piece of wood. So on one hand, it can be fun and rewarding. Yeah. Uh, and on the other hand, it can be complete boredom because it's so goddamn easy. I Don't told listen to Roy. I, go I, out. Go to Whiskey River Trading. <laughs> buy a flying fox for forty nine dollars, and he has the coolest look. I don't get super excited about stickers. Brandon killed it on the sticker game. So he killed it. He's got a whole fucking strategy on that. I, mean, I don't. I don't know if people know that or not. But like he he has these revolving sticker freaking They're things so going on. So good. They are. They are good. He's got and amazing stickers. So here, you want to hear a sticker story? Let it rip. So one of my followers, like I don't know, six eight months ago, sent. He, he made. Like this little uh, tattoo flash kind of thing uh-huh. with with my logo, some beer bottles, a rose, and I was like, man, that's fucking cool. And the other day, I did buy stickers, so I was like, I'm gonna see if this guy will sell me that image. So I hit him up. He, he sold me the image. Okay. Yeah. And I sent it to Brandon. I was like, hey, uh, I just bought this. Wait, was that a vintage Axworks thing? Like I said, vintage Axworks, like an old tattoo flash. It had a black raven, okay, and it had oil coming out of the eye. It had two beer bottles, and it said "Vintage Beer Works." Oh, and it okay. said I- "IPA Enthusiast," and it had this. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was fucking clever and funny and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sent it to Brandon. I go, "Hey, so what do you think about this?" And he was like, "Honestly, that looks like dog shit." Um, <laughs> he goes, "Yeah." He's like, "Your handles are sexy. This looks like fucking a cartoon." And it's totally off message. It's off brand. You need yeah. to do this. You need to. And I'm thinking, I I just thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, but it like it it reaffirms that Brandon's fucking sticker game is off the charts Dude, good. The He's stickers, on fucking point. The stickers he sends with the flying fox. It's like a little picture of the flying fox with this orange background and a black. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the the top layer is black. It looks like something vintage, like you would have got back in the day if you would have bought that axe. So they're, he's they're got so he's cool. got a couple of designers like on fucking retainer. And, yeah. And his whole game is, you never know what you're gonna get, so just keep buying stuff, and I'll give you some fucking different stickers in the yeah. boxes. I mean, it's brilliant, and they're fucking good, high quality, funny stickers. They're good. I mean, it's it's fucking tits McGee perfect. It was the best Christmas present I got. <laughs> it was awesome i was pumped but yeah uh so speaking about the podcast and all that thank you again to uh all our listeners and all you amazing people out there that listen to us this episode is going to be kind of short me and roy are in the middle of doing something and we're going to get a bunch we got a huge lineup of guests coming this year 2021 is going to kick ass we're going to work with some new sponsors hopefully yes Fingers crossed as well as some old ones maybe but um yeah thank you guys for being such an awesome community supporting what roy and i are doing on this podcast having a blast talking shit we're glad that we're keeping you guys busy in the shop i got so many messages again saying that we keep you guys as week going and i'm like what yeah. two assholes <laughs> talking about nonsense okay <laughs> cool but yeah, no. I, I I was pleasantly surprised at how many messages I got. Like, hey, yeah. dude, uh, is the podcast dead? What the fuck's going on? No, it's not dead at all. We just took a little break. And yeah. um, for that last episode, the 15 Minutes of Fury, I I think everybody enjoyed the hell out of that format. And I will probably do that again with more guests. And if you guys have any suggestions whatsoever, any serious suggestions, send them to Roy and I. Any bullshit suggestions, send to at Dis- Dos Pistolas Metalworks. <laughs> 
<laughs> let him know what you want to hear. But no, if you guys have any suggestions, somebody you want to hear from, or just general ideas, we want to keep the show entertaining for you guys. Keep it like a variety show kind of deal. Not just talking about us. Normally, yeah. that's what we do when we're on with no guests. Just to keep you guys kind of updated on what we're doing. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out, guys. We're here. We're just normal dudes. Well, I'm normal. Roy's not yeah, as normal. Questionable. Yeah. Um, so I've got I've got one follow up story before we before we hop oh, off here. Yeah, no problem. Um, do you remember that around Thanksgiving I told you that a package went missing? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So um, a few weeks after all, like so this is a right right around Christmas time. JC hits me up and he's like, Hey dude, you know, there's a, uh, vintage axe work, uh, axe on, on marketplace for sale. No way. Oh yeah. He sends me pictures. I scroll through my messages and, and my photos. It's the same fucking axe. Some asshole literally went to this, my customer's no door, way. cut and the stole tape it. open, stole the fucking axe and is trying to sell it. Did so you guys I, get in contact with him? I, I sent all of the info to my customer, screenshots, here are the pictures, here's everything, and I was like, you need to call the fucking police and take care of this. So, Wait, when did that all happen? Just recently? Like on uh, the Facebook r- thing? Yeah, right around Christmas time. Wow. He's trying that- to, and and for Charles Bell, he was another one that was- Did he send it to you? In, it was in contact with this guy trying to buy it. And I said, hey, any communication that you have with this fucking asshole, send to me so that I can get it to the customer to get it yeah. to the police. Crazy. And and Charles Bell, if you're listening, um, he wrote in his fucking message to that dude, hey, the fucking axe was listed for 200 or 150 bucks. Then he then he dropped the price to 100. What a and bargain. Charles, and Charles said, hey, will you take 50 bucks? <laughs> you cheap motherfucker. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Oh, my God. My work's only worth 50 fucking dollars. There you go. Charles, oh I'm my. with you, buddy. I'm with oh, you. Oh, shit. I, I laughed so fucking hard when I saw <laughs> What oh, a crazy shit. story. Wow. What a crazy thing to come back around. And the That's balls insane. for the guy to steal it well, out of the package yeah. and then fucking list it on Marketplace. Fuck that asshole. Did he have it actually listed as a vintage axe? Yes. Oh, <laughs> so awesome. Like you would not find out about it. That's crazy. Seriously. What's, what state was that in? Just out of curiosity. Indiana. Wow. Fucking Indiana. That's and good. It, and the whole thing kind of happened because... I had a customer that I thought was in Terre Haute, and I was talking to to Messer about it, and uh, I, I was like, something weird about the order or whatever, and I was like, no, it's not in Terre Haute, it's actually in South Bend, and he's like, Terre Haute, Terre- oh, did you see that axe that was for sale, your axe that was for sale in Terre Haute, and I went through all of my fucking invoices, I don't have a single goddamn customer in Terre Haute, no um, kidding, except for this dude that his fucking package went missing, wow, was, you f- I was so fucking That's mad. Crazy. Hey, you know what we can do since we're wrapping the show? We haven't done shout outs in a really long time. So yeah. I'll, sh- I'll shout out some people. Um, I'm going to do a couple multiple shout outs because uh, you don't have to do multiple shout outs, but I'm going to do multiple shout outs and it'll give you time to look for somebody to shout out. But anyway, okay. um, Tommy from Crooked River Forge. Tommy yes. just went in for his fourth chemotherapy session. Tommy is currently battling cancer. Tommy was past guest on the show. Amazing, amazing dude. 
Go over to Tommy, uh, Tommy's Instagram, Crooked River Forge. Show Tommy some love. He's fighting the good fight against cancer, and he looks like uh, he's kicking ass and taking names. He sure and, as hell ain't down about it, that's for and, sure. And he's in the shop almost every day. Every putting day. Putting out good fucking work yep. through all this shit. Yeah, you're, he's you're a fucking, it. You're an absolute killer, Tommy. We love you. Yeah, Tommy, keep on going, buddy. Uh, another guy I want to give a shout-out to is my buddy Jason from Dark State Forge. Jason sent me. I got a bunch of awesome care packages over the holidays but jason sent me a beanie a hat a shirt some stickers jason you're the man i appreciate you very much um another past guest who did the 15 minutes of fury was chris zeppieri for make everything Mm. shop i just got the lincoln electric arc magazine where chris made the cover now there's a cool little story the very first day the very first day that i ever met this kid Mm mm-hmm I told him he was going to be famous. I said, Chris, you're going to be somebody someday. And he said, I really appreciate that. I said, I'm serious. Listen to me. You're going to be somebody one day. Other than what he is, he's an amazing guy. He's an inspiring dude. He kicks ass. But Chris Epieri from Make Everything Shop, everybody knows who he is. Everybody loves him. He does amazing Instagram stories every single day. But, yeah, he's on the cover of the ARC magazine. And it's just just a Lincoln Electric welding magazine, but it's kick ass. And I'm going to display it proudly up in my little man cave room upstairs so yeah that's fucking Chris. awesome yeah and all the all again all the guests that did the 15 minutes of fury i don't know if i properly uh thanked all of you but mm-hmm. um yeah every single one of you steve brett chris leah andrea shit who else did we have on mark mark um i'm missing somebody you know two people that i really wanted on were dos pistolas and yeah. honor and you yeah. fought me the whole fucking time. You <laughs> Jesus would, Christ. Here you were we like, go. no fucking way. Cancel those dicks now. No, I never said anything of the sorts. But no, thank you guys so much for coming on our show. We're gonna, we got some really kick-ass guests coming up this year, along with some past guests that we want to make a staple of the show. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep it rolling. Who you got, Roy? Um, so out of the gate, AK Toolworks. I've talked to him about him before. Uh, he sent me some swag. Uh, he's, he's the doing, guy that did the White Claw Axe, right? The one he, he gave is. away? He he is the that's the guy. Um, super cool dude, Austin. Um, he's been really nice. He and I uh, went kind of back and forth on epoxy uh, over the Christmas break. Um, and I actually, I, you want to know a funny story? I can't huh? talk to that guy. Instagram tells me that yep. I can't talk to him. Why is that? So he said he's heard that from other people too. Yeah, it's it's a thing. So um, you know how you and I always get fucking these like. Middle East thing, like unsolicited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy my knives, buy my axes. And right. he got, apparently he got into a little squabble with one of them and they reported his account as fucking spam. And he has oh. been trying to fucking contact Instagram. Like there's no one alive at fucking Instagram.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's been fucked for a while. You can't respond to any message that. Nope. Like, none. Nope. Um, weird. So him he sent for you sure. A swag pack. Yeah, it was awesome. Couple shirts, stickers. Kick uh, ass. Uh, I just posted a video yesterday. Uh, Michael Hoops. Uh, yeah. I, I, I bought Hoops. a I bought a skull anvil off of him for my wife for Christmas. He gave me a bunch of stickers, two T-shirts. Fucking awesome. Dude, that's another one who's got the sticker game on lock. Seriously. I got, I got hoop stickers all over my shop. <laughs> Dude, he gave me stick. He gave me a little pin. He gave yep. me a magnet. Yep. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I got all that stuff. Dude is locked in. And yep. uh, finally, last but not least, 
uh, our, my buddy, uh, 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 Wasteland, American Wasteland, Wastelander. Uh, I think what, it is American Wasteland. American Wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Wait, um, or is it Wastelander Forge? Oh, no, it's on. American Wasteland. James Fleming. Yeah, James Fleming. It is American underscore Wastelander. Oh, American Wastelander. Ian, he always I've been looks talk- like he's in a in a Gap ad or a um, <laughs> him and his beautiful family. They look like they're in a, a Western wear ad or something. Oh, seriously. Another Sm- good looking dude with good looking family out there, just rocking. Smooth, it. smooth yeah, motherfucker. Man, killing it in the knife so, game. Yeah, he uh, he and I were talking about some equipment and whatever, and uh, wrapping it back to tattoos. He showed me a picture of his wife, and she's getting an in higher fucking back piece yeah she she set for six or seven hours to get it all fucking outlined and started shading on it there's no fucking way i could do that anymore that's crazy Fuck that Tougher speaking of me. back tattoos that dude jason from dark state forge his logo for his shop he has this giant samurai on his back and the, that's his logo that's on his t-shirt is one of his really? tattoos yeah cool. i think it's i think the tattoo is actually from a prominent tattoo artist that does old school japanese which would be considered Japanese traditional artwork. Mm-hmm. So that's the logo for a shop, and that's the logo on a shirt. I told him I'm honored to wear it. It's kick-ass. But yeah. Very cool. Fuck that, fuck that sitting down for 12 hours to get the back tattoo mm, shit. Nope. No, I'm good. Not, not anymore. Again, thank you. Thank you very much, guys. We can't thank you guys enough. You guys are the ones that keep us going. We love doing the show for you guys. Again, if you have any serious suggestions, send them to Roy or myself. That's pretty much a wrap. I hope that is a wrap. An amazing holiday. Have a great entrance to your 2021. Things are looking up. They're always looking up. If you think you're having a bad fucking day, somebody else is having a lot worse of a day. Seriously, if you think you're having a bad day, just look at Chris Cash. Or go to Roy's Instagram feed. (laughs) (laughs) You sons of bitches. Ah, From Roy Scott from Vintage Axe Works and Chris Cash from Mount Phillip Metalworks. This is a wrap. On the axe, you know it's coming. And iron. Come on, come on, come on. Bring it. Pow!